0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports' daily NFL podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Roku. Can you, I don't even subscribe on Roku. I'm just naming things. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. Uh, joining me as he always does... On Thursday to talk about the fantasy week that's coming up, probably your semifinals, not your championship. I don't know why I thought that when I tweeted that out. And I'm surprised, Heath Cummings, that I didn't get more responses from people on Twitter, especially after you retweeted. I've gotten like five, like five questions. I mean, people are always like every time you tweet or Jamie tweets or Dave, Jamie Eisenberg or Dave Richard tweets, like you could tweet. I love chocolate chip cookies. And someone would reply with, should
1: I start where or digs this week? Like, Isn't that true? That is 100% true. Normally that doesn't bother me. There are occasions when I'm tweeting about something that I think is kind of important that has nothing to do with fantasy football. Right. That they respond that, and I just want to say something, but I, you know, I, it's probably a good thing they're asking me. When people stop asking me entirely, that's probably a problem.
0: That's actually a very, that's a great point. When people do not care who you are choosing to start in fantasy or who you like or dislike in fantasy, that means that your opinion in fantasy is irrelevant, and that means you are unemployed. Um but your opinion is very relevant to us. We're going to talk about the Thursday game between the Chiefs and the Chargers. We'll cover Carson Wentz's injury, um go over some other quarterbacks you should be worried about, flex stuff, um and I would say send your questions to me now, but by this point you you know we're recording on Wednesday. Uh, it's in the future. So don't send You're not just going to
1: answer questions all day on Thursday?
0: I might answer, I like I you know I used to do it where I would do like a Facebook answer questions, but I I always I don't know, I always find that We're not an actual ex, like an actual like listed fantasy expert. It tends to you don't get the same the the traction's not there, and then people get mad when you're wrong and all of that. I don't know.
1: I I oh, people still get mad when you're. But I do like the fact that you started to qualify yourself. (laughs) <laughs> and you didn't, you were gonna say, well, you're not an actual expert, and you're like, well, you're not a listed, cause you do view yourself as a fantasy expert.
0: I mean, I, I play, I mean, he, Eric Kay thinks that I view myself as a fantasy expert. <laughs> I, I mean, I think I play enough fantasy football, and I've been doing it long enough, and that regular football and fantasy football cross over enough, that uh I, I could qualify. I made the playoffs in eleven of thirteen leagues this year. That's not
1: bad. That, that's that's very good. Will.
0: Yeah. Uh missed it in the twenty six person office league and uh in the twelve person league with my seven year old cousins. Most points went four, seven and one. That's fantasy football for you. All right, let's talk about the Chiefs and the actually the main reason why I won a lot of leagues. Uh oh, actually you want can, can we mention a bad beat? Uh did you see the score between me and Matt Coca in the dynasty league that we're in?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. People are just, but here's the problem. You're not really mentioning a bad beat. If you were Matt Coca, then people would enjoy hearing about how you just lost by .02 points (laughs) on a pass defense in the fourth quarter. But nobody wants to hear how you won on a pass defense in the fourth quarter.
0: That's true. They only want to
1: hear about your misery.
0: Nobody wants to hear me gloat about winning a dynasty matchup. You're right. Uh, what,
1: What would be better is if by the time people hear this podcast, Stat corrections happened on Wednesday night and you actually lost.
0: Oh god, you're right. They can still come on Wednesday <laughs> night, can't they? I will be <laughs> devastated if that happens. Do, do they do all stat corrections on Wednesday night? They do, I right? I believe so. Yeah. So yeah, I could, that would be pretty painful. I've had, I've, I've lost, Um. I missed the playoffs multiple times because of a stack correction and, and some other bad beats. So it, it, it happens. It's fantasy. I'll deal with it. Uh, Thursday night, though, the Chiefs and the Chargers. I've explained to you how this game is going go. to go. I'm telling people now for wagering purposes on this game. Here's how you wager on it. You bet on the Chargers in the first half. They're plus two and a half in the first half. You bet on the Chiefs in the second half. And if at any point during the live betting window, if you see something pop up on your site and the Chiefs are underdogs because the Chargers score early, hammer the Chiefs as underdogs. If you get any points with the Chiefs, hammer them. They're going to win this game. The Chargers are going to lose in horrible fashion. And I think there's a viable case, Heath, despite the fact that the Chiefs' defense uh, stinks. I'm doing air quotes here that because of his struggles there, that you could consider not starting Philip Rivers on Thursday night?
1: Well, I tweeted about this earlier in the week. In his last four games at Arrowhead, he has two touchdown passes and six interceptions. That's terrible. He has been awful in that building. Now, he's still a very good quarterback. This is still a bad defense. Although, in Arrowhead, they've not been as bad. There really haven't been quarterbacks that have gone there and blown up in Arrowhead. Um, and I expect Eric Berry is back for this game. The, I think he makes his return on Thursday night.
0: The Chiefs, you saw their hype video, I'm sure, right? Yes. Yes. They sent out they sent out a tweet and it's like a hype video for the game with lots of shots of Eric Berry, but they don't actually say Eric Berry is back.
1: Now it'll be interesting because Eric Berry and Antonio Gates have had some clashes mm-hmm. over the years. Um, not not in a bad way, just going going at each other and competing. They were two of the best at their position at one time. I don't know which one's going to be slower now, <laughs> <with Yeah. Paul. laughs> but. Um, no, I, I think Kansas City wins this game. I think you're probably starting Rivers. Yeah. There are quarterbacks that I would start over him. Mm. I would rather start Jared Goff against Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. I'd rather start Mitchell Trubisky against the Packers. I, this is the one that I'm going to say and you're going to say, would you really start this guy over Philip Rivers?
0: Can I guess who it is? I know who it is. You know who it is. Is it Josh Allen? No. Russell
1: Wilson. You were very close with your first guess.
0: Lamar Jackson.
1: Lamar Jackson.
0: Wow. Okay. All right.
1: And I just think that that game against the Chiefs, he took another step. And he was just a Chris Moore drop away from an enormous fantasy day. Mm. We've been teased by Lamar Jackson's potential numerous times. And we've seen the floor, it's 16-17 fantasy points. We haven't seen the ceiling game yet, and I think it happens against Tampa Bay.
0: Wow. Interesting. Um hmm I have a would you start would you rather have Russell Wilson or Lamar Jackson?
1: I have Lamar Jackson ranked higher.
0: Wow, okay. Uh would you rather have Russell Wilson or Phillip Rivers?
1: I have those two back to back in my rankings. I have Rivers one spot higher. Um so I, I would probably go with Rivers. Okay. Interesting.
0: Um I'm gonna have a decision to make on Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson. He's a free agent in this league I'm in 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 the playoffs and I mean I've got it's this is I you I appeared on Fantasy Football Today on Wednesday. People should subscribe to Fantasy Football Today. It's the best fantasy podcast on the planet. Heath was on there. Jamie popped in late. Um, Adam Azier, of course, hosting the the uh, in. Uh, I'm trying to think of a nice word for Azier. I can't think of one. Um, the 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 oddly compelling Adam Azier. How's that?
1: Yeah, yeah. Very compelling.
0: Yeah, no, I find I like Adams. I love Adam, but he is he is oddly compelling. Um uh, but I was point like I I starting Jordy Nelson, probably going to be starting Damian Williams in this league. How are you going to handle the Chiefs running back situation um knowing as we record this that we haven't seen a Chiefs injury report for Wednesday yet, I don't believe.
1: That does make it difficult to talk about in on something that's going to show up on Thursday when everybody has more information than I do. But what I'll say is if Spencer Ware <laughs> is active for this game, it does. <laughs> he's most likely going to be in my lineup. Mm, really? I, I He's a low-end number two running back. There are guys like Jeff Wilson and Jalen Samuels, assuming those starting running backs are out, that I would start over him. But I, I think Ware's probably still pretty safe for 16-ish touches. And this is going to be a high-scoring game. So the chances are he got a little unlucky last week, actually. yep. It was kind of weird because two weeks ago he wasn't very good scored a touchdown and so he had a good fantasy day last week he was much better but damian williams stole both the touchdowns and so in fantasy where wasn't as good as he should have been mm. uh williams i think is a low end flex if Ware plays if wears out williams is a, you're starting him
0: interesting if you know if williams if Ware is out williams is a must start right right um if where plays you would rather have Ware over Williams is what you're saying.
1: I would because I still expect him to get a lot more touches. I see. I'm worried that the he the, hamstr- the hamstring thing.
0: I actually dropped Ware in several Ooh. leagues. Yeah, I mean, like I, I'm you know you're you're in the playoff push. You know, I mean, he's not he's not going to get claimed. I don't think he's going to play. I mean, and I'm saying this on, you know, we don't know what happens on Wednesday. I mean, like, I'll probably look stupid, but a shoulder injury and a hamstring injury. I know this game is huge, but I can't imagine that they want to risk really messing up Spencer's Ware's legs or shoulders um, on a short week when he, he looked really banged up and knowing how much is at stake for the long haul for the Chiefs. That's sort of where I land on the Spencer Ware thing.
1: I, I, I understand that line of reasoning, but at the same time, Tyree Hill's got a foot injury, which is terrible for wide receivers. Yes. And looked like he broke his arm on one of the plays yeah. earlier in that game. And he is leaving no doubt that he's playing.
0: He was limited on Tuesday where did not practice. Yeah. All right, uh, I think that's probably right there. It, Damian Williams should not. I, I prioritize Damian Williams over Kenneth Dixon in most of my leagues. Uh, it, it, where I had a waiver situation there, because I think that Williams gives you more upside i don 't really want to start either one if I can help it, but it, you know the the state of lineups these days is too uh, too too much influx not to do that on the other side of the football. The Chargers, we saw uh Austin Eckler did not practice on Tuesday. He is listed as with a neck and a concussion. How fun is that? Uh Melvin Gordon actually back at practice Tuesday. That means that Melvin Gordon and Justin Jackson look like the likely people to play if Gordon plays. I guess so Gordon's not likely. Gordon's still up in the air coming into Thursday. If Melvin Gordon is active, you're starting him, right?
1: 100%. And if he's not active, you're starting Justin Jackson 100%. Okay. Do There's you start do either? Either way is a top ten running back both either one is a top ten running back wow okay do you start because to... this chief's defense and it's weird because they faced a lot of teams that chop up the running back touches but you look what they've given up to the running back position and it's like twenty two hundred yards and sixteen touchdowns mm. if Melvin Gordon's out Justin Jackson's the like DeTrez Newsom is not getting that many touches <laughs> I, mean, I think yeah. I messed his first name up but no one will know i i I I said that it
0: was Ian McKenzie, or, uh, is it Ian McKenzie? It's, it's Isaiah McKenzie.
1: Isaiah McKenzie, yes. I said
0: it was Ian McKenzie and, uh, Bill's Reddit got mad at me.
1: We um, do have some breaking news that's not actually breaking news to anyone but us. No one's listening Is this is breaking news to it. but I mean, um, we're going to make this more and more accurate podcast. Bum, 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 bum. Spencer Ware did not practice on Wednesday. Okay. And is doubtful on Thursday night.
0: Okay. Well, that, um, that, that, I'm glad that I said what I said because now I sound smarter. I think that, I think that I think that I don't think you can play Spencer Ware. I, I just I, I mean that's my that's my take. I mean again Heath expert here and Heath also the Chiefs guy. And as he's digesting this, I'm sort of filibustering. But I personally, did you get an alert from that? Or you just refresh? Do you just refresh Twitter? Just in case I
1: just refresh Twitter. Okay, um, it's, it's a habit because Adam always has all the reads in the podcast.
0: No, sure, sure. And so, you, you know, like, I'm just, oh my God. And he sends these notes. He's like, I need you guys to keep the reads under a minute. It's like, dude, I have to hit the fast forward 15 second button 17 times on your podcast. Your reads nobody so does long.
1: that. They all listen to our sponsors. Oh yeah. That's right. That's reads. right.
0: Uh, yeah. Don't hit the fast forward. I'm sorry. I didn't say Melvin
1: that. Gordon is questionable.
0: So Melvin Gordon more likely to play than Spencer Ware. Doubtful. Yes. Wait, there, there's not even a doubtful. Wait, what? There's not even a doubtful designation anymore.
1: What are they talking about? Uh, the, the, he is listed as doubtful. There's not a probable anymore. There is a doubtful. Oh, there is a doubtful. Right. Okay. He's not playing. No,
0: I don't think so. Doubtful means on the Chiefs, on Chiefs.com, doubtful, unlikely to play. Yes. Um, and Damien
1: Williams is a start.
0: Okay. Fire up Damien Williams in all your leagues. I mean, look, again, I, I, Okay. I, I would guess that by the time people are listening to Spencer Ware will not be playing, where we will know, or we have a better idea. Um I would not start Spencer Ware. I would start Damian Williams. Heath agree I mean he I I'm I'm agreeing with Heath basically. Um but I uh I, I do think that um this is the smart thing by the Chiefs. And I think that it makes Damian Williams a uh, a spicy play. Would you make him your MVP or your captain in Daily
1: Fantasy? Oh, one I'm sir I'm sure he's ridiculously cheap, one hundred percent, yes.
0: Yeah, that's the guy to do, right? Yeah. Okay. Um Melvin Gordon, if he's questionable, what do you do if Melvin Gordon is active with Justin Jackson?
1: He's going to be a flex because even when Melvin Gordon was 100% healthy, Austin Eckler was getting 8, eight to 10 touches a game. And now Melvin Gordon's questionable. So I, I would expect you're going to see double-digit touches for Justin Jackson in this game. And listen, we viewed him last week as he's probably not going to catch very many passes. Because he was sharing with Austin Eckler, and we knew Austin Eckler's the receiving back guy. Yep. Melvin Gordon's a great receiver, but Justin Jackson caught a ton of balls in college. Yep. So I think he can fill that Eckler role pretty well.
0: Okay. Uh, let's move along to other news. Carson Wentz unlikely to play according to a report actually i guess Doug Peterson basically admitted it and then um, Ian Rappaport of NFL Network uh reported that Carson Wentz is unlikely to play in week 15 against the Rams on Sunday night football um, and it's possible that the Eagles shut him down for the season the fantasy the, the the real life implications of this aren't that big because i think it's again it's smart of the Eagles they are probably not making the playoffs at 6 and 7 they need a lot of help from Minnesota. If they lose to the Rams and Minnesota wins, you know you're basically Minnesota wins two. They're done. Um, you have a quarterback with a bad back. I think it is wise to sit him down and play Nick Foles. That's why you have Nick Foles.
1: Well, it's a similar situation to in Baltimore. You've got a Super Bowl winning quarterback sitting there on the bench, and um, Baltimore I think made the right decision sticking with Lamar Jackson. Philadelphia is going to go to their Super Bowl winning. <laughs> Quarterback, Nick Foles, the Carson Wentz doppelganger. Um statistically at least. (laughs) Would you would
0: you like to go ahead and bash Carson Wentz or do you want to wait? I,
1: I don't want to bash Carson Wentz. I do think it's phenomenal when you look at Nick Foles versus Carson Wentz in Philadelphia. They have the same exact touchdown rate. They have the same exact interception rate. Foles has averaged two I think two yards more, two two tenths of a yard more per attempt. Um That's 92.5
0: passer rating for Wentz and 91.6 passer rating for Falls, as you tweeted. Um,
1: It's all just in fun and games, obviously. This is bad news for a receiving core that was already bad news. Yeah. They've got Aguilar, they've got Tate, they've got Alshon, and we have no consistency with which they've been used. Right. It's kind of like the Bears situation with Allen Robinson, Kayler Gabriel, and Anthony Miller. Good comp. Any of those guys, if you give them 8 to 10 targets a game, are good fantasy options. We have no reason to believe any of them are getting 8 to 10 targets. One of them will, but who knows who it'll be. I don't want to start any Eagles wide receivers. Zach Ertz is still a must-start tight end. Uh, When Foles played earlier this year, he was, one, terrible, and two, he threw 52% of his passes to either Nelson Aguilar or Zach Ertz. Now, that was before Alshon and Tate, but it tells you the types of throws he was making. Mm. It was all underneath.
0: Charlie checks.
1: So I would expect that Tate's going to lead the receivers and targets, but I don't want to start any of them. Um, And and I think it hurts the running backs as well. The Rams have played this funnel defense most of the year where they'll just allow you to run it for four and a half yards per carry because they don't really care until you get to the red zone, and they don't want to get up any big plays. Well, now they have no reason to fear big plays.
0: I was stunned to see, do you know what the line moved when Wince was, when this news of, and Wentz is not officially out by any stretch, but do you know what the line shift was once it became uh, reported that Wentz would not be playing and that Foles would be playing?
1: What I saw, and there are a lot of different sources, so immediate reactions can vary, but last, what I saw was it went from 9 to 11.
0: Yeah, I was surprised it was only that little. That says a lot about Carson Wentz.
1: Well, it, or, or Nick Foles. Okay.
0: Maybe they're the same guy. <laughs> right. Maybe they're the same guy. I like
1: your eyes. I was surprised that the over-under hasn't come down at all yet. I was too. I think that's what should happen. I don't yeah. think this should be a game with a 54 over-under total. And the wins thing, it makes the Rams one of the top defenses of the week, obviously. Mm. Um, it worries me a little bit about Jared Goff.
0: In case they get up big and they just unleash Todd Gurley the rest
1: of the game? We have definitely seen them go to the just throw it 30 times and run it a ton in games that they're going to win. And so Goff could still throw a couple touchdown passes. I haven't reevaluated where I have him ranked right now. He's a top-five quarterback. He may fall down more into that 8-10 to range with Rivers and Wilson, but I think I'd still prefer Goff to Rivers.
0: I think the thing with Rivers could get in a shootout. Goff is unlikely to get in a shootout but he could put up a four touchdown game and then they could just hand it to Todd Gurley and win thirty five to fourteen. You know, like it like I don't right. think I don't think that's out of the question at all. And I agree with you on that under. I like I like that under as well. There's a there's actually a lot of high scoring games out there this week. Uh you have the, the Patriots and the Steelers at fifty two and a half, Eagles, Rams at fifty three and a half, Saints Panthers fifty one and a half, um, and of course the Chiefs and Chargers at fifty three and a half, and it's been climbing uh that that last one. Other quarterback chatter uh cam newton speaking of that panthers game cam newton and drew Brees. what are you doing with these guys on monday night because they have been staples of fantasy teams all year cam as i told you last week and i think was confirmed uh is injured (laughs) yeah uh yeah he's
1: not healthy he's facing a very good defense and he's facing a saints team that when they're on the road likes to play defense and run the ball i don't have much interest in cam newton this week
0: I have zero interest in Cam Newton this week. Has Cam? Yeah, he, he's not. He's not running the ball anymore.
1: The the t- right right. He he had uh, in the first nine games this season. He had at least seven rush attempts in eight of those games. He has one game like that since week nine. Yep. Um, I, the the one that I struggle with. There, there's a group of three quarterbacks there. It's Cam Newton. It's Aaron Rodgers. And it's Josh Allen. And right now, I have it ranked Newton, Rogers, Allen, but I kind of want to put Allen ahead of both of them.
0: I would rather start Josh Allen than Cam Newton. Josh Allen is going to run. I mean, he's just running all over the place.
1: Yeah, the the problem that I have with Josh Allen's rushing production, and he has run for more yards than Lamar Jackson three weeks in a row, (laughs) but he's running the ball like eight or nine times a game. Yeah. And this is the same thing we talked about with Wentz last year or with Deshaun Watson, he's averaging 10 yards per carry. You don't average 10 yards per carry. No,
0: you certainly don't.
1: And so if he runs it eight or nine times a game and averages six or seven yards per carry, which is still outstanding for a running quarterback, then you're looking at 50 rushing yards. Yep. And he's got to succeed with his arm. Or better yet, he's got to succeed with his receiver's hands. So you would rather start Cam Newton
0: than Aaron Rodgers. I would not rather start Cam Newton than Aaron Rodgers. I would rather have Aaron Rodgers and buy a... Substantial margin. I'm surprised that Cam's thrown 83 passes, uh, in, in his last two games. He's been much less accurate in his last two games at Tampa Bay, at Cleveland. I know they're at home. It's a, it's a primetime game. This is a save Ron Rivera's job. I think that he will bring everything he's got left in the tank yes. to this game. But I also don't know that, like, I could see Cam Newton suffering, like, Getting knocked out for the season on a rushing play where he goes, le- tries to leap over into the end zone and takes some massive shoulder, sh- hit to the shoulder. He's thrown a pick in each of his last five games. Uh, you know, he has... Um, like, like we said, he has one game over 50 rushing yards in his last five games. He has no rushing touchdowns. They're not running him in the red zone. Uh, and he has one game with more than two passing touchdowns, uh, including zero against the Browns.
1: I, I, I don't – this is not a statement about liking Cam Newton. I don't disagree with anything you said. I think he's my number 17 quarterback. Right now. Oh, okay. All right, so you have
0: him way down there. You yes, have Rogers way down there.
1: Here's the thing. Aaron Rodgers for the season is basically a borderline number 1 quarterback. He's like 11th or 12th in fantasy points per game. He's been even worse than that over the last three weeks. He's facing the Chicago bears.
0: They're very good.
1: Arguably the best defense in the NFL. They're very good. He, he is, he is very good in
0: Chicago. (laughs) Again, he has 45 touchdowns and nine interceptions in his career against the bears.
1: He's 16 and four against them. That, that is, those are, those are not, and it's kind of, that's the reverse of the Philip Rivers thing.
0: But I'll say the same thing
1: <laughs> that I said to Azer when he brought up because he he read that tweet on the Fancy old Day podcast, sure, and he wanted me to provide some analysis, and I'll say, okay, I provided that, and I think it's fun, and I think it provides a good talking point for having reservations about Rivers. But his performance in Arrowhead the last four years is not affecting my projection.
0: Right, you're not you're not going to tie Philip Rivers. To something that he's struggled with in previous years, because I mean And op- so I'm not yeah.
1: I'm not going to move Aaron Rodgers up just because he's been good against the Bears in the past, because the Bears haven't had Khalil Mack in the past.
0: That that's a fair that's a very fair point. Um, I'm trying to load Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he's only played two games in Chicago since uh, since 2015 because of an injury. And just looking at them, I, I do think it matters. Like it, nineteen of thirty-one, two hundred fifty-two yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions in uh, in two thousand and sixteen, and then in two thousand and fifteen, eighteen of twenty-three, one hundred eighty-nine yards, and three touchdowns. That would be a, a pretty incredible day. That was his two thousand and fifteen year. I just think that there's the idea. I I can see him going in there and carving them up, and and having and somehow having a, a historical day that keeps the Packers. Playoff hopes alive. Bears fans are way too excited about the prospect of ending Aaron Rodgers' season. Like that doesn't happen, Heath. You don't. You don't. You don't shoot Thanos in the face.
1: And this, like, if this is my blind spot,
0: this is not
1: type those types of narratives. Because I just i I'm going to project the game based on what a player has done and what the expectation is from Vegas, and I'm going to roll with it.
0: That, no, that's, that, look, that is the, that is the smarter way to do it. Rather than, I'm siding with Azure on this and that concerns me deeply. It is, it is a narrative-based approach I'm taking with this one. Uh, okay. What about, uh, Drew Breeze? Are you starting him at Carolina? Panthers defense, by the way, is worse than the Chiefs according to DVOA.
1: Uh, I have Breeze as a borderline start right now. I would start him over Cam. I would start him over Rodgers. I'd start him over Josh Allen. I'd rather start Rivers or Russell Wilson, though. So he's right there at that okay. QB twelve range. Um obviously I think if the Saints had decided on Monday afternoon, you know what, we would like to throw the ball forty times. We'd like for Drew Brees to throw for three hundred and fifty yards and four touchdowns. They can do that. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Panthers are going to provide resistance to that goal. I don't that's we'd have nothing from what the Saints have done on the road in the last couple of years that would say that's what they're going to do, especially outdoors.
0: That's true. This is not, this is a, this is a spot too where if you look at Carolina's defense, um, you know, they're actually eighth, well they are eighth against the run and 29th against the pass. So it might, it may be a spot where Luke Keekley, you know, I mean, it's a narrative thing again, but like Keekley's had a bad year. Maybe he, it's like, we gotta get up and slow down this rushing attack and they try to do it and, and it, and they sell out and Breeze throws bombs all day to Mike Thomas. I'd be fine with that.
1: That'd be perfectly fine. I, there are three quarterbacks right in that range that I struggle with, and it's Breeze, it's Cousins, and it's Dak Prescott.
0: I would I, I would be worried about Cousins this week.
1: I I I am. He was a top five quarterback for me on Monday. I don't think Miami's defense is actually very good, especially outside of Miami. Uh, I expected a bounce back from the Vikings, but we heard all throughout that broadcast <laughs> what Mike Zimmer's problem was with the offense. <laughs> yes,
0: we did. And it's
1: that, that they were way too modern. Yeah. <laughs> like he was calling Brian Schottenheimer and saying, who would you suggest <laughs> for this job? <laughs> yeah. I would like to be more like you guys. He's like, hey, Pete,
0: listen, <laughs> I want to buy Brian Schottenheimer from you. What will it cost for me to get Brian Schottenheimer? Um, so
1: I, I think Cousins will be efficient against the Dolphins. I'm not sure that he'll throw it enough to be good in fantasy. And then Dak, man, I really think that I should rank Dak a lot higher than I have, but there've been so few games this year with him throwing multiple touchdown passes. Yeah. And he's got Zeke and Zeke is getting 40 touches a game. And so I, I, that, that range of quarterback, you can see a lot of upside and a lot of reason to be excited and you can see a lot of reason for caution.
0: I also think with Dak, a lot of these points that he's been putting up lately are a result and this, you know, this can keep happening because he's good at it, but Amari Cooper gets these third down conversion catches and then just jailbreaks him because people won't tackle him for whatever reason. You know, it's like he, he catches a slant and then all of a sudden he's gone and, and I really think that the, uh, defense for the Colts will be more prepared than the defense for the Eagles. All right, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back and break down Jameis Winston as well as the Buccaneers. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. We mentioned Josh Allen. We mentioned Lamar Jackson. What about Jameis Winston against Baltimore's defense?
1: I've gone back and forth on Jameis as well. Right now I have him behind that Breeze Cousins Prescott group, but still ahead of Cam and Rodgers. Okay. Uh, I do think Baltimore's defense is very good. This is the biggest test maybe that Jameis has faced all year. He's playing some of his best football right now, protecting the football, passing accurately. They're not going to be able to run the ball on Baltimore, so I still think he throws it 35 to 40 times. Um, but I don't think they have much success getting into the end zone, so I would really be hesitant. And let, In a four-point-per-pass touchdown league, I like Jameis okay, and I don't think he's a bad tournament play on FanDuel because his price is way down because of the matchup. I do think there is some upside there, but I wouldn't want to trust him in a seasonal league with my season on the line.
0: You know that uh, I was telling my buddy Drew Evans, lifelong um – Best friend growing up, and uh, just give him a little shout on the pot. I don't think he listens. We'll find out. Um, he said he told me, and I don't know if you will know this more than I would, that Josh Allen is more expensive than Aaron Rodgers in daily fantasy this week.
1: I, it depends on the site.
0: I think it maybe may have been DraftKings, but I'm, yes, yeah, that's, I,
1: I would absolutely believe that he has been a lot better than Aaron Rodgers. We had that talk on on FFT today um, on CBS Sports HQ because Jamie and I both have J- Aaron Rodgers one spot ahead of Josh Allen. <laughs> and I think we both want to rank Josh Allen ahead of Aaron Rodgers. We just don't have the guts. Can't pull the,
0: that's fine. I don't blame you for not having the guts to do that. That would take that would be insanity. Well, Big Ben, I unstartable, right? Startable, unstartable. How can you start uh, him when he's hurt?
1: I I've gone back and forth on this. I I don't. How hurt do you think Big Ben really is? I think
0: Big Ben feeds off being hurt.
1: Yes, I think he like, loves
0: it. He loves drama. He loves being hurt. He's like my. Do wife. you
1: think he missed? As much time as he needed to last week, more time than he needed to, or came back when he shouldn't have.
0: Uh, all of the above. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: think they lost that game because of Ben's drama.
0: Yeah, 100%. Bring him back, get him on the field and let him play.
1: I don't think he's coming out of the game against Tom Brady and the Patriots.
0: That's a good point. And they need this, they need this win because they have to win two of their last three if they want to have a, a sure guarantee that they make the playoffs. Uh, we're gonna move on to running back and wide receiver discussion. Can you trust the Tampa receivers this week? Adam Humphreys, Chris Godwin let down a lot of people uh and uh Humphreys, Goodwin, Godwin didn't have a good week did a good week did he? had a terrible week. Both of them did.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I I think trust is the wrong word, but <laughs> it's not a very good week for wide receiver. Like you get past Julian Edelman at number 15 or 16 and I you know I don't necessarily love Julian Edelman all the time. And it's guys like DJ Moore, like Tyler Boyd like Alan Robinson, like Dante Pettis. So I think if you're in a league that starts three wide receivers, you're probably still starting, um, all three of them. I've got Evans that ranked the highest, just barely inside the top 20. I, I expect that Humphreys will have the most success, um, relative to what he normally does because I think Baltimore's a little susceptible over the middle and Godwin is the one that worries me the most because he's so touchdown dependent.
0: Yeah, he has not been great outside of, uh, outside of the scores. Um, what about, uh, oh, actually, let me ask you this. Between these four guys, how do you sort of view them? Cause I think that they're fringe guys that are probably either owned or maybe you could scoop them up and play them, but, uh, or, you know, or maybe they've been sitting on your bench all year. Alan Robinson, Larry Fitzgerald, Humphreys slash Godwin and, uh, Jordy Nelson, who I was stumping for on the FFT podcast.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to be as excited about Jordy as you are. And, uh, I understand why you are. The targets have been good. And I think that Raiders Bengals game is one of the hardest to figure out. It's impossible. It's impossible. They're terrible, terrible teams, but you don't know if the terrible offense or the terrible defense is going to overcome the other on either side of the ball. And so I'm just kind of taking a pass on most of those guys except for (laughs) Mixon and Doug Martin. Um, I would rank them Humphreys, Robinson, and who else was on the list?
0: Nelson and Larry Fitzgerald.
1: Fitzgerald and Nelson.
0: Okay. Uh, and the Fitzgerald thing leads me to a question about Atlanta. I believe you mentioned the, the league's worst offense against the league's worst defense. Something has to give Heath the Atlanta Falcons hosting the Arizona Cardinals. I also sell on FFT and I was not trying to disparage your rankings of David Johnson in, in, in the podcast. By the way, For Thursday night, just to wrap it back up. Tyreek Hill, questionable. Eric Berry, questionable. Austin Eckler, out for that game.
1: Yeah, and I think with questionable guys, I'm just going to assume they're playing.
0: Yeah, I think questionable in a game of this magnitude, they're probably playing in Melvin Gordon, as you mentioned, questionable. Um... David Johnson, I think, and I was really looking at Jamie and Dave's rankings when I, when right. I came up with that. I, I, I think that, I mean, what have we always said about pass catching running backs and the Atlanta Falcons? This has to be the week. This has to be the time that David Johnson goes Keel Argo and salvages a fairly pedestrian fantasy season for those of us that invested a heavy first round pick in him.
1: I will be very interested to see. This is like, this is the, the final proof. Cause a lot of people doubt position, Defenses versus certain positions. And the Falcons have a defensive scheme that just says everyone drop back and we'll tackle everyone in front of us. Yep. You are facing a team that has Larry Fitzgerald who isn't running more than 10 yards down the field and nobody else at wide receiver. I think JJ Nelson is their number two. There's another guy who his name is <laughs> Sherfield and I think it was supposed to be Sheffield and they misspelled it on the birth certificate because <laughs> no one's ever been named Sherfield before. <laughs> So, <laughs> so like, another guy. Would,
0: <laughs> let me hit Sherfield.
1: <laughs> this would be the time to cover David Johnson, but I don't think the Falcons will. I like David Johnson a lot. He's a top 10 running back in both formats.
0: Uh, and with Larry Fitzgerald, are you starting him in three wide receiver situations or?
1: I'm, I'm a little bit nervous about Larry Fitzgerald. I love Larry Fitzgerald. I think he's one of the top three receivers of all time. Yes. Um, it, he's lost another step. Yep. And there's only so many steps you can lose. And there's just nobody else to take pressure off of him. I think he misses John Brown. He definitely mm. misses Christian Kirk. Um, there's just no – you can put three guys on Larry Fitzgerald and just not cover anyone else.
0: Yeah. Uh, we talked about this, I think, back when you first started coming on the podcast, like in week five, like week three or four, and it was like – Oh crap, I bought Larry Fitzgerald, and I haven't dropped him. I don't think anybody's dropped him. It's like out <laughs> you of- You can't drop him. It's like out of respect for Larry Fitzgerald, and he, and he had a streak where he caught a couple of touchdowns a week. but if he doesn't get a touchdown, you're looking at five fantasy points, and it's yep. it's just a nightmare. Atlanta, by the way, 28th in DVOA against number one wide receivers, also uh, 29th in DVOA against pass-catching running backs. Surprisingly not last. The team that is last, the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, we mentioned that
1: Oakland, uh, Cincy game, you love Doug Martin this week, right? Right. I love Doug Martin is as close to a must start running back as Doug Martin has been in the last couple of years or will probably ever be again. The Bengals are terrible defensively. Martin is getting more work. 16 carries in his last two games. The Cincinnati Bengals in the last eight weeks have allowed nine running backs to score 14 fantasy points in non PPR. That's more running backs than games. 14 fantasy (laughs) points in non PPR. Six of those nine running backs have scored twenty non PPR fantasy points. Wow. It's amazing how bad they are against running backs.
0: Oh yeah, because that little SHI uh Adam Azer started Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson against me in a playoff league (laughs) last week and paddled me. He paddled (laughs) me. He destroyed me. Both those guys outscored Todd Gurley. How infuriating is that?
1: And that brings up a great point. It's not been good like some of them it, it was Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram too, but Peyton Barber, 14 fantasy points.
0: Trash teams. just.
1: Gus Edwards, them. I think, had like 18 fantasy points. It's just, it does not matter. If you give a guy 15 touches against the Bengals, he will score 14 fantasy points. <laughs>
0: it's outstanding. Uh, yeah, they've given up uh, rush yards over the, uh, and it's not even like, you don't even need it to be just the rushing yards. They've given up 85 rushing yards to the Chargers, but Eckler and Justin Jackson are catching passes left and right and just popping into the end zone.
1: It, in The last eight weeks, they've given up 1100 total yards to running backs. (laughs) That
0: is incredible.
1: And like 15 touchdowns. The Bengals haven't won since October, by the way.
0: That's... That's. I'm not. I I will say
1: the same thing I said on FFT though. I I feel really really insecure about betting against Marvin Lewis getting to eight eight and eight.
0: That's 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 a. He he does that. He is a. He is a caccarocca. He will not die. Am I crazy that I love Dalvin Cook this week? No, I'm not. We talked about this already. The Vikings are going to pound the rock. I also think. Along those lines, if you're a Dalvin Cook owner and for whatever – like I dropped Latavius Murray in a league where I have Dalvin Cook because I needed somebody else for a flex position because we didn't know about Melvin Gordon. Um, grab Latavius Murray if he's available yep. in your league because if Dalvin Cook pulls a hamstring this week, Latavius Murray gets the Lions next week, and that would be a massive boost, and he would be the first guy off the waiver wire.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, yeah. I think in DFS, because it's a weird week with the Saturday games, the oh, yeah, main slate right. is smaller. Uh, it goes back to like it was during the bye weeks. I love the combination of David Johnson and Dalvin Cook Mm. on FanDuel. That's, uh, 6,200 for Dalvin Cook on FanDuel. Not bad. Yes.
0: And now, of course, yeah, with the, and so many, like all these high-powered players are playing in the, you know, you have the Saints and the Panthers on Monday, the, the, you know, four teams on Saturday and then the Chiefs and the Chargers on Thursday. So it is a limited slate. Uh, Uh,
1: six of my top nine running backs this week are not on the main slate.
0: Wow. That is a substantial number. Uh, what, what, uh, what teams are you avoiding this week? Who, who don't you like this week?
1: There are two games that are absolutely disgusting, and amazingly, the Bengals and Raiders is not one of them. <laughs> the Lions at Buffalo?
0: 38 and the, a half over under
1: disgusting Blech. probably terrible weather because i'm pretty sure it's always terrible weather in buffalo
0: that's not the lowest over under total of the week though i just realized <laughs> exactly
1: <that. laughs> i saved the save the worst for last what, washington at jacksonville
0: a terrible game
1: um josh johnson against cody kessler mark sanchez got benched
0: for josh johnson where's your head out of here i mean you're
1: rich it deservedly so
0: sure for sure um are you starting the jaguars defense though
1: Yes, 100%. And I don't mind streaming the Washington defense. Oh,
0: that's that's a good point. Do you think that the Jaguars' defense is the best
1: defense this week? No, no. They are a top-five defense for me this week. I like the Vikings a lot because the only thing that Mike Zimmer's philosophy for offense is good for is your defense. (laughs) Um, They will be well-rested. They're going to sit on the sidelines during a lot of long drives, and they're going to get after Tannehill. I love the Texans against Sam Darnold. And uh, Jaguars are three three for me. Rams are right there, too, now.
0: So you would go, you like the Vikings over the Jaguars. I do. Hmm. The thing that worries me about the Jaguars is that they might just lay down.
1: For sure. But I still think, like, if they completely and totally lay down, I think you need a 15-play drive from Josh Johnson to score.
0: That's a good point. They, they've been very good at home this year. It's weird. I mean, it's not even weird. It's just like they 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 vacillate wildly in terms of their defensive performance at home versus on the road. Um I don't There's know.
1: a lot of ego on that defense. There is. And it causes them to intermittently quit and then avenge themselves throughout the season. <laughs> that's that's a
0: that's a good way of putting it actually. Yeah, that is what happens. They they give up. Would you rather have the Jaguars or the Seahawks defense?
1: I'll go with Jacksonville. Okay. Um, I, I think the I think the 49ers will score a few points against Seattle. They're still a top ten defense for me, but behind most of the good ones.
0: Okay, uh, let's get to some questions from listeners because we have plowed through this podcast already. Um, I think we talked about quarterbacks for an hour. It's fine. Uh, I like this one from Matthew Smith at Smith fifty seven Matt. These are on Twitter. You can follow Heath on Twitter at Heath Cummings Senior. You can follow me at Will Brinson. Follow the Pick Six Pod uh, at Pick Six Pod. WTF, do I do two running backs, two wide receivers, and a flex, non PPR. come on, buddy. Uh Zeke, Chubb, Mixon, Cook, Michael Thomas, Amari Cooper, and T. Y. Hilton. What a horrible life he lives.
1: That's just bragging.
0: Yeah, it really is. Um you're starting Zeke, you're starting Mixon, you're starting Dalvin Cook, right? Those are the those are the two running backs in the flex.
1: We know? will not agree on that. Okay. Because cool. I I like Nick Chubb a lot.
0: You would start – okay, okay, all right. Well, let's – okay, the, you you have to start Zeke and Michael Thomas. Yes. Right? Those are two guaranteed starts. Um, so then you have to pick one running back, one receiver, and a flex from Chubb, Mixon, Cook, Cooper, and Hilton.
1: And it's PPR?
0: Non-PPR.
1: Non-PPR. I would go with Chubb. Mm-hmm. I would go with Mixon. And I would go with T.Y. Hilton.
0: Okay. There you have it from here. I,
1: I hate sitting Amari Cooper. He's my number four wide receiver.
0: Sure. But I mean, Hilton has
1: actually I, full disclosure. I have T.Y. Hilton and Amari Cooper ranked ahead of Michael Thomas this week. Interesting.
0: Interesting. That's very interesting. I would not want to bench Michael Thomas on Monday night. In I don't career.
1: want to bench, bench any of those players. Sure. Yeah.
0: That's it. Yeah. Look,
1: this is the, this is the problem with a
0: league like this because it's clearly a 10 team league. I think clearly a 10 team league, if you have Cook and Zeke and Thomas, it like, you're gonna, you're gonna be mad because you can't make the right decision. Like, you're gonna get burnt on a fluke situation there. Uh,
1: I, In my rankings, you have four of my top 12 running backs and three of my top six receivers. I like it. Uh, okay. <laughs> That's pretty good for him. Uh, this is from,
0: uh let's see, what's his name? Uh freefall W W O W A D. He says, uh, I need to pick uh three running backs. He's obviously starting Kamara, so he needs to pick two running backs out of Tariq Cohen, Damian Williams, Gus Edwards, Justin Jackson, and James Conner, who's probably not gonna
1: play. Did you say non PPR?
0: It is he did standard scoring, yes.
1: Standard scoring. I don't have Damian Williams ranked yet. Okay. Uh, I don't think I'm gonna have him ranked ahead of Tariq Cohen. No. So Cohen for sure. Who are the other guys? Jackson's not gonna be part of it.
0: Gus Edwards or Damian Williams is what it comes down to.
1: In non-PPR, I'm probably going with Gus.
0: Uh, I, I think Gus, I, I don't, I'm not buying the Kenneth Dixon thing. Are you buying Kenneth Dixon?
1: I buy him as much as I buy Rashad Penny. Like they're both getting about the same number of carries, seven, eight, nine carries a game. But those team, two teams run so much that the lead back still gets 16 to 20 carries.
0: And if you break one against a bad defense. Right. Hello. And I think Gus, Gus feels like the guy that they're going to lean on if they're up big. Right. Maybe. Because um, he doesn't he need to be involved in the passing game. Dave Anders, Mayfield or Winston? Standard League.
1: I I like uh, I like Jameis Winston more. We didn't talk about that Browns Broncos game at all, but I think Denver at home against a rookie quarterback with playoff hopes still alive probably plays good defense.
0: Yeah, R J White uh, pointed out to me that Denver the one thing that um, that Denver like like basically it's not it, Cleveland is good, but they're not a good matchup. For the Broncos, and that they're not great at pass protecting, and we've seen Baker, Baker hasn't played a lot of great defenses. Right. And he had a, he really struggled at Houston against a good defense. This could be a spot for him to struggle as well. Jordan Krasner at Jordy underscore Tennis wants to know Tyler Boyd or Tyler Boyd or DJ Moore.
1: I have those two back to back in my rankings. I do have DJ Moore one spot higher.
0: Okay. Uh, uh, this guy, what, what are you doing? Are you asking me the same question twice? Jerk, get out of here. Derek Pender wants to know, Wilson Jr., Drake. Jeff. Oh yeah, Jeff Wilson Jr. Uh, <laughs> Justin Wilson, as I called him, apparently all last week. Uh, Ju- uh Jeff Wilson, Kenyon Drake, or Ju- I assume Justin Jackson at Flex, half point PPR.
1: We're gonna go with Jeff Wilson as long as Melvin plays.
0: Okay. Uh, Chris McDonald, Diggs, Cooks, or Where? Uh,
1: well, we don't think Where's gonna play now. So it comes yeah. down to Diggs and Cooks, who I have back to back and it depends on format. I like Cooks more in non-PPR, I like Diggs more in PPR.
0: Okay, I like it. Uh, how do you, re- James wants to know, how do you recover from losing in the first round where you went 12 and 1 during the season, losing to a 6 8 seed who played Derrick Henry in the playoffs?
1: The best beer I had this week was <laughs> Zombie Dust.
0: <laughs> how would you, from you think, a what loyal you, listener. What did you think about Zombie Dust?
1: I thought it was very, very
0: good. Yeah. It's it's just crisp and clean and an old school. It's not it's not hazy, right? Like it's an old school American IPA. Pale ale, pale ale, yeah, it's a pale ale. Yeah, Yeah.
1: very 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 good, um, solid solid beer. Uh,
0: DJM at Monkey King Forty Two wants to know how do I how do I get invited to the Brinson Cummings beer night? We don't have a beer
1: night. We will. We are, we're going to, we're going to have one next year.
0: We're going, we're planning a trip. We're doing a live podcast somewhere where we talk about the preseason. During the preseason. And we'll do like, uh,
1: maybe we could do like a, maybe
0: we could do a beer enthusiast, uh, fantasy league.
1: 100% in.
0: And so everybody, we, or we could even, maybe we'll name the divisions next year after beer. That could be, uh, how we do it. Okay. What would be
1: very helpful is if you tweeted at us and telling us you'd be involved. You'd love to come to something like this. Yes. So that we can show our bosses that people would like to come to something like this.
0: You could also tweet. In fact, if you listen to this podcast, let's try a little Stephen Colbert trick here. (laughs) If you listen to this podcast, tweet at e k a y c b s. That's e k c b s. He's our boss. He's my boss. Our podcast boss. Um, And tell him we want Heath and Brinson Beer Night. hashtag hashtag Beer Night or hashtag hashtag Heath Brinson Beer Night and uh or beer league or something like that and and we will see if we can get that thing to happen and if he gets a ton of tweets it'll be hilarious uh so, so zombie dust that was your beer of the uh that's your beer huh yeah it was a good beer very good beer you, you know what i i i went to i told you on the fft show that i went to uh a crank bin crank the concert on tuesday yeah. night yes yeah yeah it was a, i'm still still, yeah, still recovering from it clearly um The thing that blows my mind, Heath, and I don't think we appreciate this enough, is that now in 2018, at sporting events and concerts, you can go and drink craft beer. You couldn't do that ten years ago. Like, you just—I drank a bunch of Coors Light on Tuesday night because you know I I wouldn't want to drink 18 IPAs. But like, you could go and like, there was a the Crank Arm, which is a local brewery just down the street in Raleigh. I got a Crank Arm like Mosaic Pale Ale, and I was able to sip on that at a concert. You couldn't do that ten years ago. It's awesome.
1: Right, yeah, and, and even five years ago, you would go to a baseball game and they'd have whatever cheap beer for eight bucks a beer, and then the craft beer was twice that. Or, or the it was prices like blue, have even come down a little bit yeah, as well.
0: Yeah, or it's like Blue Moon. It's like we have craft beer. We like we have Blue Moon. It's like I don't want your Blue Moon. Get out of here. Um, D- DFS, I forgot to ask you about DFS. Anybody, we, well, we talked about it. Anybody, the, anybody that, that pops out to you besides those two running backs, Cook and David, I think the Cook and David Johnson combo is a potential league winner or like a, a tournament winner because I don't think people are going to be too heavy on those guys, right?
1: Right. At quarterback, I love, love, love Andrew Luck. Ooh. I am going to play a lot of Lamar Jackson. The other running back I'll have a ton of is Jalen Samuels, assuming Connor's still out. Uh, I think pass catching running backs can have some success against New England. At wide receiver, I'm gonna play just a whole bunch of T. Y. Hilton and Amari Cooper because they are two of my top three wide receivers this week, and neither of them are in the top five in wide receiver pricing.
0: How wait, how is Amari Cooper not in the top five in wide receiver pricing yet? That seems
1: impossible. Um I believe because that was a Sunday night game, right?
0: Against the Cowboys? Sunday yes. afternoon Sunday afternoon. I mean, I guess the Eagles Sunday afternoon.
1: It was okay. It was late enough to where his price was not affected by the three touchdown game. So on FanDuel, he is sixty six hundred this week. He might just be in all my lineups.
0: That is probably a smart play. Very interesting. All right, the one, the only Heath Cummings. Thank you as always, my friend. We will. Uh, good luck to everybody in your in your in your playoff matchups. Not your cha- maybe your championship. Hopefully your semifinal. And uh, we will talk to you next week, man.
1: Later.